I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Back from that all-star weekend feeling. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What a weekend. Uh, what an emotional weekend. I feel like I felt every emotion this weekend. I w- as a Mavs fan, you're super happy, uh, but then... I got like weirdly pissed off about the Anthony Davis Luca thing. I'm like, why, why, why did this drag on? That became a storyline that um, I don't know. I just got more mad about that as it went along, and now I'm like, I didn't really harvest uh, bad feelings towards Anthony Davis, and now I'm kind of frustrated at him. Harbor, you didn't harbor feelings. If you har- what did I say? Harvest. You like? <laughs> I'm harvesting my crops right <laughs> now. Really gonna go up and. <laughs> <laughs> dig out your feelings out of the ground that you had planted before. Uh, so the Anthony Davis situation was Anthony Davis had met, had had left the, the last game before the All-Star break with a shoulder injury, and he walked out of the stadium. We talked about this on the Friday show, and there's a chance that he was going to miss the All-Star game and have to be replaced by somebody. And we saw Rudy Gobert's uh, Instagram that he was somewhere in a tropical area drinking out of a coconut. And so we were like, hey – doesn't that mean Luca, who's already there, he's already there for the weekend? Doesn't that mean that Luca could replace him? Well, then Sunday rolls around and they say, "Well, Anthony Davis is going to try to warm up, and if he feels good in the warm ups, then he's going to play." Like, come on, man, <laughs> are you serious? And obviously, we're biased on this. We really wanted to see Luca in the game. Wouldn't that have been so fun to see Luca? Just get out there and I don't know, play five minutes, ten minutes, or something like that. Get a couple threes. Get a step back up here and there. But we got to see Anthony Davis. And what did Anthony Davis do? Did he do anything in this game? He played five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. What Luca's five minutes would have been way better than Anthony Davis's five minutes. Yes, he did. And even watching, like, oh, cool, yeah, we got to see some uh, LaMarcus Aldridge mid-range shots. Hey, got to see two of those. Man, that's what everybody dished out the bucks for. Um, but no. Nah, yeah, but Isaac, he was plus 11. So, you know, he was, he was contributing out there in other ways. I didn't even look at some of those st- stats for this game. Uh, well, I didn't, get to watch, I didn't get to watch the game, so all I'm looking at is stats and highlights, so, which is all this game is anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, I could care less about any other part of this game except for the four-minute stretch that Dirk was on the court and uh, the just glorious moment oh. that – when he came in and had his his time that you just i mean it's impossible you could not watch that and not smile you just couldn't do it okay so we know that the the Mavs fans hate Dwayne Wade do we know that do heat fans hate Dirk is that a thing i feel like that can't be a thing no i don't i don't i don't think many people hate Dirk yeah who out there hates Dirk i can't think of anybody no fan base I mean, maybe Spurs fans, but even then, they, they beat him. You know, it's not like, I don't know. I can't imagine anyone hating Dirk at all. No, I, I don't either. I, it's not it's not the same way. That that was the only thing, you know, Sunday, we'll talk about each night here in a second, but like Sunday being so evolved around, or not really evolved, but uh, the way Dirk aspect of, 
of the whole night was obviously a huge thing. And uh, from and that that was the only thing. I mean, from a selfish, greedy Mavs fan, of all the people throughout NBA history that I that one you would want just uh, Dirk to just be alone in all of this. Uh, but of all the people throughout NBA history, uh, Wade might be the last one that I would want him to share these duties oh, with. I know. Uh, so okay. So, but I just want to get that out. I, I was uh, that part. But the intro stuff, the video they did, um, they gave them recognition all night. The jersey presentation between the third and fourth. Um, their time, them coming in the game together at the end of the first quarter. Like it, it was super special all the way around. Yeah, so we'll talk more about the – well, I guess we might as well get into the, the All-Star game now since we're already talking about it. And then we'll also sure. talk about – we'll go back and talk about um, Friday night and um, with the Rising Stars, and we'll talk about Saturday night with the skills, the three-point shootout. And we'll also talk about the dunk contest too. Our guy Dennis was in it and made the finals, so we'll talk about that. Uh, that's what we're getting into. We got some audio. We got the Dirk interview. We have um, some, some hilarious Dirk and Lucas stuff that I just had to put in the podcast because it's just too funny. And so we'll get to that. Um, all right, so let's talk about All-Star Games. Since we're already here, we're already talking about it. Um, the Dirk and Wade tributes, like you said, it's just so weird to see the two of those guys do it together. You know what I mean? It's, man, it's like if Kobe and Paul Pierce were doing this together. You know what I mean? If they were going out at the same time and they were doing the same tributes for each side. And it's almost the same like level of players. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I think Dwayne Wade's better than Paul Pierce. But those guys were rivals. They were on these different teams, and they, they fought each other in the finals twice. And then you have to go through this whole thing. It would be so weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and to add to it, not only have they played each other twice in the finals, they've both beaten each other yeah, twice right. in the finals. But what adds to that is there there was a lot of stuff off the court, and there were things said. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, I had a, a, a random guy – direct message me on instagram was like why is dallas hating wade so much he's a hall of famer i'm like this is a much bigger conversation um but no yeah it it wasn't just a mutual hey we've met in the finals we're a a friendly rival no there was actually things behind that rivalry said and you know off the court yeah like when dirk said it was frosty remember he he used that term a couple (laughs) times when he when we were talking about about Dwayne wade that it was frosty, like that. That is putting it very lightly. <laughs> yeah, that, they that's hated the, each other. Yes, that's the best way to to describe that. Unless he was talking about Wendy's or something. Which I don't know. Is, is Dirk a Wendy's guy? It feels more like a Burger King guy to me for some reason. I don't know. I don't definitely think he's a water burger. Definitely like a water burger. Four years. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Um, so Dirk, man, as soon as he checks in, hits a deep three, and then the second possession right after that hits another deep three. It was. I mean, that, that is just, like, euphoric, right? You just, you just get this feeling of, oh, my gosh, is he ever? And then he hit another three later in the game. He's just never going to miss. That first three, you're, like, setting down, and you just, like, put out the three fingers, and you're like, let's go. You know, yes. he shoots the first three, like, let's go. The second three, you're standing up. You're like, let's go, baby. Let's go, Dirk. And, uh, I mean, it, it was just uh, he when he turns around, he's smiling. The whole bench over there is going crazy. Even seeing guys, you know, it, it's it, the All-Star game gives you a, a different atmosphere that you almost got to rewire your brain to think about because you see Russell Westbrook was one of the biggest guys on the court celebrating with Dirk, and he's, like, holding his arms up and hitting Dirk. Like, and that, it's so weird because – you know, it it could be next week, and they you know hate each other basketball court. Right. And, uh, 
<laughs> but uh, but no, that that's the cool thing about the All Star Game is for the most part, uh, maybe not Embiid and Westbrook, but for the most part, uh, everybody is um, super respectful and super. Uh, seeing Clay Thompson like try to guard Steph Curry tonight and that four point play, that's fun. and he went for the block and you know he fouled and stuff, stuff like that's super fun. But uh, but yeah, and that's that, why it's that, cool that they're picking teams, right? Because then you get guys yeah. that can play against each other. That that's pretty fun. Yeah, and that but that Dirk stretch right there, those two oh, shots, man. and they're the iconic picture of uh, that is from it's on the Dallas uh, Mavericks Instagram, Twitter, and everything. Of somebody pictured the uh, capture the perfect picture of him turning around. He has his three fingers at the ground. He's bent over to celebrate like that. That yeah, you can't talk about that. The that small little stretch right there. And yeah, the first quarter ended, went into the second quarter, and uh, he had a three at the beginning of the second quarter. And after he checked out, I guess he had told them how many minutes he wanted to play because. He hit that third three, and he went three for three on his shots. Hit that third three, and then they just checked him out immediately, and he never came back. So <laughs> that's it. I'm done. That's it. Or maybe maybe he had a quota, a three quota. He's like, I want to hit three threes, and then I want to leave. So hey, that's the way to go out, right there. Maybe, did did we know if he had a milestone in All Star game points? Maybe he just needed nine points, and that was it. He needed nine. He needed nine to be the the Western Conference player with the most points in oh, the oh my gosh. <laughs> records coming out again um so we had we had a lot of those um tribute things with wade and everything and then there was another video with dirk and luca there's a, a vi- one video that you can, you can go check out it's on twitter and everything it's uh, a bunch of 90s songs or a bunch of bunches older songs that um that luca wouldn't know and it has dirk and luca which they're on the same headset which is kind of funny like the same headphones they have to put one ear one ear on each phone and they're playing these songs and they had to guess what it was and luca didn't know any of them and dirk knew all these songs it was really funny Uh, but this one i thought was so great it's a whisper challenge and so the idea of the game is that one person puts on a uh like a noise canceling headphones and then the other person has to say something and the other person has to guess what that person says. So they're really only able to read lips. And uh, it's kind of funny because Dirk coming from Germany, Luca coming from Slovenia, you know, speaking all these languages, that the way that they say things, they each have heavy accents in either, in either side. So, uh, And this would have been, been fun no matter who does it. But uh, when Dirk and Luca does it, it's really funny. So let's go ahead and uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's hear that audio from that video. And it's just, it's the best. Mike Krzyzewski. Mushrooms something. This is why we play. Bulle Bulle. Janis Antetokounmpo. Janis Antetokounmpo. Ha! Ha ha ha. Aliyup. Ha! Double dribble. Double double? Close. Woo! I'm a little teapot. Say that again? Ham and cheese sandwich. How much time I need? No? I am a little teapot. Teapot. I'm licking a teapot. Uptown funk you up. Up in front. Baby shark. Baby shark? Baby shark. Ah, baby shark. 
All right, Isaac. That <laughs> what an incredible video. You gotta love that. Go watch it on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. It's so funny. I just, we just had to play the audio because I thought it was hilarious. I love that. I love that. Uh, somebody came up with that idea. This is this was played in arena at yeah. the All Star game and through the NBA. So somebody came up with the idea. They both signed off on the idea of just like almost like a father son type of thing. I know. And uh, and like they obviously did multiple videos. They had that one and the one Nick uh, just referenced with yeah. the the '90s songs and stuff too. So like I mean they're. Uh, so funny and you could hear like literally when you watch the video and even in this audit you could hear the crowd laughing like audibly uh, at this uh, at this video it, it's remarkable it's so great uh that was so funny anything else in the all-star game itself uh no because we want to cover the other things kevin durant wins the mvp and uh do you see the one player that stuck around and listened to his speech that's his uh new york nick teammate it's his future new york nick kyrie <laughs> irving the only guy that stuck around to stand behind Kevin Durant. That was pretty nah, I I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it was more entertaining than uh, the rookie uh, World Rising Stars oh game. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah, let's, let's get into that now. Um, so, the Rising Stars game, uh, there was just no defense and nothing. I mean, this this game was just this back and forth. Guys just throwing. It's not. They weren't even throwing, like, that many alley-oops and stuff. It was just... It was just guys uh, hit, taking a bunch of shots and driving in for open dunks and all this stuff. I mean, the score was lower than the All Star game, but it didn't seem like it, it seemed like there was less defense, didn't there? Okay, yes, less defense for sure. Um, if there, if you're looking at the uh, range of emotions, this is what I was talking about. How they took a hundred and three threes. <laughs> it's like the Rockets. Um, if you look at the range of emotions. The best moment of the weekend was was Dirk hitting his couple of threes. That that was by far the best moment. Uh, loved every bit of that in the All Star game. One of the lowest moments besides besides Luca not or getting snubbed by the uh, by Rich Paul's client uh, who is um, quote injured was freaking Ben Simmons. What I mean, first off, you are you're literally the Aaron Craft. You are the uh, Perry Ellis. Uh, of the rising stars game okay like you should not be in this game you are the fifth year senior (laughs) that is trying to be in this game why are you in this game and then not only are why are you in this game but you have to you are obviously trying to go for the mvp and it was so annoying because he he can't shoot that's the thing i was i was mad about and i even tweeted out i'm like Oh, it'd be cool if Luka could run point guard but oh wait ben can't play off the ball because he can't shoot it worth crap so, like, he has to have the ball. He can't play off the ball. So, it's dumb that, like, hey, they're going to put Luka off the ball and then let Ben Simmons just go for MVP. And he's just, I mean, just going in for layup. It was it was driving me nuts. Like, why why is this happening? By the way, in the All-Star game, do you know how many threes they attempted combined? No. 167. Holy crap. <laughs> team LeBron took 90 threes. And Giannis took, Team Giannis took 77 threes. That's insane. <laughs> so many. But, yeah, in the Rising Stars, they took a bunch, too. But, yeah, this Ben Simmons, you know, third year or second year, fifth year senior kind of deal was uh, was very weird. And he was definitely gunning for it. He took 17 shots. Um, all Pretty much all of them in the paint. He took one free throw, and he missed it. Uh, so And zero threes, obviously, because he doesn't shoot threes. And- I would say one, one of the funnier parts came before the game. And they were showing clips. <laughs> 
of the coaches in the locker room <laughs> in which Dirk is giving, <laughs> trying to uh, pump up his team. And Dirk, paraphrasing, says something along the lines of, hey, we need to pass the ball out there. Uh, share with their teammates. Uh, one guy doesn't need to be dribbling it 20 times on the court and then hoisting up a shot. That's what Luca does in Dallas. <laughs> and I swear, I when he said that, I literally laughed out loud. Like, that was so funny because that's Dirk. And seeing Luca like, <laughs> laugh about it, and uh, it was great. That Them two together, can we just please always have that? Like, oh like you gosh. literally, when we say cherish these two together – it is not an understatement because this was most likely the last year of that, and it, we're just not going to get those interactions. It is so funny. Let's uh, let's see if we can hear this. This audio is is so funny. Strategy up to you. They really only hired me to be the face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the good folks. I want us to share the ball a bit and not one guy dribbling it twenty times and hoist something up like Luca does with the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> like Luca does with the Mavs. It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> what a great, what a great moment for uh, for Coach Dirk. He he's really like, didn't do he's anything. He's like, I'm just here game. to be the face. That was that was really funny. <laughs> it's like I'm not really um, gonna coach. Can we pour one out for the broadcast crew? Call oh, the rise. Oh my gosh! Can I can I go on a little broadcasting rant here? <laughs> the I thought all three nights were bad. Can but. I go on a little rant here? The, TNT's obsession. With putting these guys on the broadcast that either, one, have no TV experience at all. Has Frank Kaminsky ever been on television besides playing basketball ever in his life? I feel like he was a sideline reporter just as, like, a joke in the G League one time. Yeah, like a- as a joke. <laughs> have Danny Green and Frank Kaminsky ever had a conversation in their lives together between the two of them? And then, and then you throw a guy, Adam Lefko, which... I don't know if he has play-by-play experience or anything like that. I'm sure he does. Uh, I I have no idea about his. I know he works for – actually, I have no idea where he works for. I know he has yeah. a podcast, but I have, other than that, I have no idea. He was fine. I didn't really have a problem with that. He did say some things that were incorrect. But the, the, my whole thing is you just – you can't take broadcaster A, so Adam Lefko gets thrown out there with two guys, two, two NBA players that have probably never spoken to each other and have no chemistry and then maybe have never been on television before, so they have no idea they're cutting in, saying all these things, going back and forth. I know I'm just a guy on a podcast, but really, TNT, can we stop? Do, Turner Sports, can we just stop throwing dudes? It's, it almost felt like a players only just with because there's two NBA players and one non-NBA player. It's kind of overpowered it. And it it was awful. And like the, this is not it didn't something help, to it didn't help that the audio mixing was awful too. And so you really couldn't hear the broadcasters that much over the crowd noise and the court noise and all that kind of stuff. So it, they weren't clear anyway. Like this, is something millions of people are going to watch. Like yeah. you would think this is not something you test out something on. Like throw, <laughs> put put Vince Carter on this. Like Vince Carter's called G League games before. He's a a legend. Is Frank Kaminsky the worst player that's ever been on a players only? We were talking about him as a buyout candidate. Yes. I'm like, how did a buyout candidate get to, call, buyout get to call candidate. a Rising Stars game? God. Like, how how did he? Like, that. that's my thing. I'm like, dang, bro. Like, Okay, well, I understand, like, a Brian Scalabrini kind of guy, right? Okay. Brian Scalabrini kind of came up, and he, he worked his way up, and he did things. He did a bunch of podcasts, and he you know, did a bunch of things like that, and ended up now being on the broadcast, but... To just throw guys on there is just—it's frustrating to me because it's just not good. It's not good. It made it yes. made the Rising Stars game very frustrating to watch. 
It, yes, it was. It, it was just a it was a boring game. There's no defense. Luca uh, didn't have the best of games, but it, I don't even think it was all his fault. He, he got frozen got... out. He got frozen <laughs> out by Ben Simmons. He's upset because we have him as a better player than Ben Simmons, and so do a lot of other players and or a lot of other people. Yeah, he he barely uh, got his chance. I mean, he didn't score forever until the game, and he had a couple threes and. Uh, but it's just the joy that Luca has. I mean, Luca was just yeah, smiling was the whole weekend. Uh, there's different pictures of him laughing and smiling. And then uh, one of the best parts was I think it was the next day that it came out with his uh, in-game audio in which he was mic'd up, and uh, yeah. that was just awesome. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's hear from, from Luca mic'd up at the Rising Stars game. Uh, you hear him a couple times talk about Fox. He's talking about De'Aaron Fox. He's making fun of Fox. He's he's pretending to be Fox on the court when he's doing a fast break. And uh, he wants to do the, the jump ball. And he did do the jump ball in the Rising Stars game. So let's hear from, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll hear from Luca. Let me jump. Let me jump. Let me, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get a fancy. Come on, me and you. Me and you, jump it. Me and, me and Fox. Me and Fox. Come here. Hey, throw it this way, this way. Oh! I'm Fox, look at me, I'm Fox. Woo! I'm Fox. <laughs> I used to do that when I was young. What, last year? Oh, we're heating up. We're heating up. Oh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Okay, so the sound in the middle where it's like a dunk sound, and then afterwards Luca on the bench says, I used to do that when I was young, was a Marvin Bagley. Two two feet on the ground, jumping, and doing a windmill, like uh, a <laughs> around-the-world kind of windmill from flat-footed right under the rim. Didn't even take a step or anything, just jumped from there. And he's right next to Dirk, and Dirk kind of hits his knee, and, and then he was like, Luca's like, I used to do that when I was young. Which, just, is he older uh, my, than Bagley? Isn't he older than Bagley? My my favorite part was when he was running, saying, look at me, I'm Fox, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. That he's like in the game doing that. It, so he's funny. so funny. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. You got to love it. You got to love it. All right. Anything else on the Rising Stars frustration? <laughs> I mean, besides your boy getting MVP, shooting 27 oh, times. Oh, man. And then Lakers fans trying to tout uh, uh, these Lakers guys' accomplishments in these uh, – Make believe games. Uh, him winning MVP and I think Trey Young got snubbed. Trey Young played pretty pretty good. Yeah, I thought Trey Young got snubbed, but yeah, Kyle Kuzma, thirty five points, twenty seven shots. That's pretty much his ML. That's pretty much him. <laughs> He's made for games like these. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no defense. <laughs> three no, of, like three of ten from three. Perfect. That's exactly what. <laughs> that's exactly his game. Two free throws. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right let's talk about let's talk about saturday night because there's just some some weird stuff going on saturday night so luca and the skills challenge he goes up against um kuzma of all people in round one we we laughed so much about how kuzma was in this game and uh he wins round one but even before it even before the skills challenge luca and trey young were in a back hallway with um dennis scott and they were back there, and they were talking about it. And Dennis Scott was trying to get them to, you know, say mean things about each other and to to say some kind of like, you know, competitive stuff against each other. Both of them were given just the straight, you know, answers the you know the prepared questions. But the thing that I noticed about that interview was they were both concerned about the first pass. 
in the skills challenge. So in the skills challenge, you, you run up, you go through some cones, like you dribble through some cones, and then you have to pass through this little hoop. And this hoop has just like a net on the other side of it. And they are both really concerned about that first pass. I thought that was really funny. It's not even a skills challenge anymore. It's basically a, a pre-three-point contest before the three-point contest because it, the thing about it is every player, I mean, no matter if they're super quick or not, they're pretty much going to get to the pass around the same time. And then you pass the ball three times. Like It's not like you – that's the thing. You can sit there and pass it all day. And, and I think you should have to sit there and pass it until you make it. But the limit is three. Like you can pass it three times yeah. super quick, and then you can just go. So that that's what, and then by the, it just turns into a, th- a three point. Who can hit the first three pointer at that point? So yeah, I mean the pass thing. Even if you make it first, it really doesn't make that big of an, a deal. Like it's not that. But every player kind of worries about. It. They got to tweak this thing moving forward. It's not a skills challenge. They have to change it. And Jason Jason Tatum won on a half court shot. <laughs> yeah. So you, you throw the pass, you go, you run back to the other end, you do a layup, then you then you run back to the other end and take a three. And on the on the way back, Jason Tatum was was behind Trey Young, and he, Jason Tatum just throws up and banks off the backboard and hits in the half court shot and ends up winning. Which is funny because this was Luca's tactic. This was Luca's game plan on it. Uh, Luca went off <laughs> went against Kuzma first, and you know Luca um, in Luca's uh, blazing speed. He looks he, so slow in this. I mean, uh, he's not he that slow with the ball, is he? Because no, oh he my was gosh, just co- he so like he slow. was just coasting through it. Uh, but the, here's the thing: Luca just looked at him and was like, "Hey, like everything, I'm just gonna have fun with it and have a blast. I'm gonna coast through it and not like really sprint through it because I want to shoot a half quarter." Yeah, and like so, he was behind Kuzma, launches a half quarter. It almost goes in. And then luckily Kuzma missed, uh, I think, two more threes, and Luca hit one. So then he did the same thing with Trey Young. Trey Young looked like he was actually going for the title. Yeah, he, he was. was really wanting it, and so he was going quick. So I mean, literally Luca's just sitting there like laughing. He's like hollering, <laughs> talking to somebody off the court too while he's like going up for the layup. And then he he's doing it because he wants to launch the three at half court and. Uh, Trey hit his three, so it didn't work too much. But it, it was just like Luca was like, ah, I don't care. This is fun. Who cares? What did you think about uh, Trey Young's travel? Not, come on. <laughs> How many people were upset about that as a skills challenge? We, so so Trey Young, after he, hits the, after he hits the layup, he throws the ball ahead of himself and kind of passes it to himself, and he runs up to catch the ball. And everybody was saying, like, "Oh, he's a travel, and he shouldn't. He can't do that. It's not in the rules. What kind of skills is that? Come on, it's a skills challenge. Yes, it's a glorified obstacle course. Yeah, some people were tweeting at us about him, like, oh, this shouldn't have been counted. Trey Young shouldn't have counted. He traveled. I'm like, okay, who cares? Um, yeah, that's all I have to a, say. That's all I have to say about the skills challenge. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, the dunk contest has went down the drain a lot. But still, the skills challenge is, is the worst of the three. I, I've been saying all along, this is my thing. Bring, and we, we had a little taste of this heading into the three-point shootout. Bring a Legends three-point shootout to this thing. Like, obviously don't have all five racks, but bring like five Legends to it, retire Legends. This is what they can still do, what well, a lot just, of them can still You saw why, though. No, but that was more entertaining than anything that happened previously. See Mark Price miss his first four shots. I I would gladly see Mark Price shoot five hundred of those shots before I'd watch anything on that skills watch challenge Chris again. Chris Middleton only hit eleven, only score eleven points. 
No, like that. That's my like. Oh, then the skills s- challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm with sign you. me up. Sign so they, me up for. They used to have this. Um, what was that shooting contest with? Uh, remember, it was Chris Bosh and like Dominique Wilkins and yeah, Kirk, and like a WNBA player and a legend, a legend and, and a current player. What was that called? I forgot what shooting that was stars called. wasn't it called shooting, shooting stars? stars? Yeah, I didn't mind that. Actually, I actually like that. Or, uh, yeah, like, just bring, like, a Legends game. You have to be retired, like, three years out. Maybe, you know, there, there are guys across the league, like, I guarantee you Michael Finley can still get shots up. I'm not saying he would do this, but, like, that's the type. Like, Glenn Rice was actually, was I mean, don't have all five racks, but three or four racks maybe, like, three racks and see what they can do and money balls. And, like, that would be fun. I would, Del Curry out there, like, get Del Curry in this thing, like, that would be so fun. I would enjoy that what so if, much. What if you do a young player, or a, young or a current player, an over 40 player, and then a retired player? So, like, Luca, Dirk, and Finley, and then you have representatives from, from every different, like, different franchises. That would be cool, yes. I would enjoy that for So, you sure. can get, like, or I guess it can't be 40, just like an older player, like a veteran. A young player, a veteran, and then a, a retired player. So, we could get... I don't know, like like Josh Josh Richardson and Wade, and then you bring back, oh gosh, who would be a, a Heat player? The only ones I can think of are like Alonzo Mourning, Eddie Jones, I guess. I mean, Glenn Rice could count. Or you do like Mar- do like Mark Price and Chetty Osman and you know, and somebody else. <laughs> Ch- Ch- Chetty Osman. Chetty, I don't know. I like Chetty. Just an idea. No, we're, we're spitballing here. I just like yeah. I just I really like the Legends thing, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, so speaking of the three-point contest, Dirk, Dirk finished. Finished all all five racks, got to every single ball. I was surprised. Uh, but his shot, he got his shot up quick, and that's exactly what you need to do. It's not the it's not it's not about the distance between the, the racks. That's not really a big deal. It's how fast you can get them out because that that matters. And Dirk's I mean Dirk's shot was so different than everybody else's. The the arc that he got on his threes was just yeah. wild. It was going out of the camera's view, and nobody else is doing that. It's just it's interesting just to see how different his shot is than everybody else's right now. Okay, if we're being completely honest, we all had the same worry. <laughs> we all we talked about had, had the worry that he would not finish all the racks. Yeah, and uh, just run into each one. I said, and the most surprising moment of the whole weekend was I think he finished with the most time left than anybody and like he and i think he even talked about afterwards that he was still like looking at the crowd when they said go and it like startled him some so he almost (laughs) kind of rushed it and like even on that last rack you could hear hear the announcers another great like announcing crew give me danny green over reggie miller and (laughs) uh but i didn't say kaminsky danny green but Dirk, they were even like hey slow down a little bit but that first rack in which Dirk like started off draining, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be nice. And then he completely airballed one, and I'm like, oh <laughs> crap! All right, let's go, Dirk. Well, and they were talking. It was the announcer, the famous announcer, Curse. They were talking about, oh look how good his shot is. This is what he does, airball. Really bad airball too. <laughs> it was in the, it was in the, he was in the left corner, and he airballed it far right on the right side of the, the rim. Didn't even, I mean, it wasn't even on target at all. It was just like a foot away from the basket. Damian yeah. Lillard, Damian Lillard hit like a buzzer beater in this too he he didn't finish with any time left that i remember um but okay so dirk finished with 17 points 
And uh, hey, hats off though. I mean, that's hey, that's a super respectful number. Super happy about it. Like that is a like super proud. That's awesome. Here's the players that he scored the same amount of points or better than. You ready for this? I'm ready. Lillard also had 17. Seth Curry had 16. Kemba Walker <laughs> had 15. And Chris Middleton had 11. 11 points. So you, you counted the money balls and all that kind of stuff. That's hilarious. How about that? And then the guys above him, now Devin Booker had 23, Danny Green had 23. That's why Danny Green couldn't be on the broadcast. He was actually shooting. So. Um, Joe Harris at 25, Buddy Heald at 25, and Steph at 27 in the first round. Uh, and so so Steph, Joe Harris, and Buddy Heald. I got the two right, which we forgot they were going to go three instead of two yeah. this year. But I got my final two in Buddy and uh, Joe Harris. I was I was very proud of that prediction. Joe Harris, Orlando Magic just flat out waved him uh, in 2016, and uh, well, the Cavs, the Cavs sent him to the, the G League, and then they got then they just waved him. Or they solid, him or whatever. What a solid Saturday night, Joe Harris and Hamadou Diallo. So, uh, but no, I mean, I think I think just we some all former uh, G Leaguers doing their thing, <laughs> doing their thing. I think we all, I mean, everybody thought Steph was going to win it in the finals. I mean, he was in Charlotte. He's pretty open that he wanted to win it, and. Uh, I mean, he started off those first like two racks, and oh you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be like, a legendary nine of his first ten. Yeah, Gosh. and I was like super hyped, and uh, then he just went flat out cold. Yeah, but Joe Harris, Joe Harris ends up winning. He's the new face of the three pointer in the NBA. Him and his beard. He'd be nice alongside Luca. Yes, you know who you know who Buddy Heald would be nice next to. Luca Anthony Davis. <laughs> And then we hit the dunk contest. Let's briefly talk about the dunk contest. Are we going to argue about this? We are going to argue about this. I feel like <laughs> nobody's going to care, but we're going to argue about this. So the, uh, the first, okay, well, let's go through the first round. John Collins, what are you doing, man? Well, what are you doing, bro? No, get out of here, homie. No. Okay. he John, gra- okay. <laughs> John Collins gets out there. And brings out the Tuskegee Airmen, which is cool. No, no, no. Before that, before this one was to grab the backboard, which oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure grabbing the backboard helps you dunk it. So, I, it's yeah, I don't, I didn't understand. Okay, you're 6'10". Like, I don't understand that. But, so he, okay, cool. He comes at it from the left wing, right? So, he comes at it from the left side, grabs the padding of the backboard. It's not like he grabbed the side of the backboard. He grabs yeah. the padding under the backboard, and it all, it does look like he used it to pull himself up. But as yeah. he was grabbing it, he dunked like it at the, the same time. It was so it was so weird. And then his his second dunk, he brings out the Tuskegee Airmen, and then he brings out this he brings out this model uh, Wright Brothers airplane. It's it's huge. I mean, j- it was probably three and a half, three feet tall, maybe. I mean, it looked like a science project I did in like eighth grade. Of but, but if you to, had to actually, if you had to actually take it to a competition or something, because if I had to bigger. put a cat in it and fly it off a cliff, because I'd never want to see a cat again. <laughs> but like that, but that fit a cat in it. That's about the size that it was. It's something along that line. <laughs> it wasn't Blake Griffin's Kia, but it was. No, it was way worse than that. I know. I want to say it's as tall as Kevin Hart, but I don't even think it's stop. It, <laughs> But no, it was it was just a. I'm I'm not who's there the king for on the, this. Who's the king on Game of Thrones? Peter Dinklage. <laughs> He's not the king. I love Tyrion though. Uh, but no, I never it, watched that. Episode. My wife's watching I, it right now though. I, I appreciate the idea, but that's about it because even the dunk was weak. And uh, so he, he tried the up, goggles. He, set, he 
sets up the Tuskegee Airmen in a V formation at the free at the free throw line, and the whole announcing crew is like, "What is this guy gonna do? Is he gonna try to dunk over these all five of these guys?" <laughs> and instead, they kind of just fan out, and they're on either side of the paint, which doesn't make any sense. And there's one guy at the free throw line, and then he he takes out he takes out a scarf goggles and that the the headgear like the the helmet kind of deal and it doesn't fit the helmet the helmet is way too small because his hair is too big the goggles he has all disheveled and, and weird so he takes those off he takes the hat and he just has like this weird hat that's tilted on one side and then this then this scarf that just looks so odd on him and he runs up and he tries to jump over the airplane and he doesn't he doesn't get over the airplane and he hits the back wing and he hits the front wing, the front like rudder thing. And they both fly off and he hits the, he gets the dunk. And he's all excited. The plane's broken. Yeah. He like clipped it going up and just snapped <laughs> he it. He clipped it twice. I'm just like, all right, let's just get, let's just get this off the court. We're done. <laughs> We're done. I had here. high hopes for John Collins. All right. What's the, who's the next contestant? Who's the fourth one? Miles Bridges. Oh, Miles Bridges. Well, I feel like his first dunk wasn't too bad. He brought up he brought up Muggsy Bugs for no reason. For no reason, I was gonna bring what? that up. Like you just walked onto the court and just pointed at Muggsy. We love Muggsy, yeah. but like use him. Yeah, jump over him, do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't understand. Like, hey, I'm gonna point at Muggsy. Cool. And then you brought the Larry Johnson jersey. That and, was cool. Uh, yeah, but once again, like it's one of these things. These guys have ideas, but if it takes you multiple times to land it <coughs> Dennis <clears throat> you it it takes stuff away from it at least from the audience it obviously didn't take away anything for for the judges uh, because Dennis still got a straight 50 uh, but I don't do you have anything about Miles Bridges do you want to say I liked his Kemba Walker off the side of the backboard dunk that one he got the 54 okay I mean yeah it was cool it was yeah. nice Kemba Walker threw it off the side of the backboard he grabs it Kind of does like a 360 windmill. That was nice. That was a nice dunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Dennis, can Dennis ever land a dunk the first time ever? I feel like every single time he's dunked, he hasn't landed one the first time. At first, I thought he was like kind of teasing us with it. And it was like, hey, I'm going to tease you because I can jump so high. Because he can't. He can jump crazy high. But then There's like no his, his hands are so small. And that like you just see that wow. come into play. And but like you see that when it comes into play with like gripping the ball and stuff, he loses the handle on the ball. And even on the Dwayne Wade one, uh, he was jumping too high. Like the Wade thing, he had Wade so close to the basket that I honestly think like it hit him being so high that it was like a fact. He was trying to like do something, but still duck his head from the rim. And but no, I thought I mean the J Cole thing was something that he had in his bag from last year, from what I understood yes. to be, to break out in the finals, and you know he finally he broke it out this year in the first round. I mean, to me that was the dunk of the night, and I know we're gonna like, but that when J no, Cole he missed up, it the first time. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but like J Cole throwing it up and the the air that Dennis got was and that the steel frame of Dennis like flying through the air on that I love that dunk I, I thought that was, it was incredible great. it was a great dunk From where he jumped and everything on it uh he didn't have any help uh for how he you know how high he was and so like I he, thought he was great he was he was not helped by the fact that J. Cole almost dunked right after him and took the shine away from 
Yeah, that would, if, if he landed that, that would have been awesome. That would have just brought the whole house down. All right, let's talk about the last one. Hamdu Diallo had the actual dunk of the night. And Isaac and I have been arguing about this on, on oddly on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram arguing about this. So Nick and I message on so many different platforms, guys. DMs on Twitter when we make fun of people's <laughs> tweets that we send to each Most other. Most of yours. <laughs> A lot. And yes, and other media people. <laughs> and uh, But yes, yes, on Instagram. Okay, so Hamdou Diallo jumps over Shaq and dunks Incredible. it with his yes. elbow in the, in the rim just like your boy Vince Carter. And yes. Isaac, as soon as he sees that it's he's trying to do a Vince Carter, gets up gets big mad about it. And now he's trying to say now he's trying to discredit this dunk. I'm not discrediting. It is an absolutely incredible dunk. And like the Superman thing, it was insane. All I'm trying to say is it's okay to say that it is incredible and he used Shaq to get higher elevation. He clearly did. Like this is not this is not even a debate for me. When you are like even watch the the side angle. Watch the angle in which he's going and then the moment he puts his hand on Shaq. Another thing, watch the slow-mo of Shaq's jacket coat whenever he's pushing off. Shaq's jacket coat goes down Barely. because his because his hand is pushing down. Shaq's back is so massive and he's slumped over. You can get that. And when you're jumping at that 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 high and that quick, because, okay, obviously I've never did this on 10-foot goal, but we used to have this rec center back home in which we, we played on 8-foot goals. Are you and guys comparing yourself to Hamadou Diallo dunking? Are you no, gonna, no, no, no. I'm, 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 just, over I'm just trying to say. You've never we, jumped we, over anybody in your life. No, this that's bullcrap. No, I have for sure, because this, this we would try we would do all these crazy like we actually hosted a dunk contest in like the community and stuff. But we would all play. This was one of the uh, the most fun memories of my childhood. Is every day after school we would go to this rec center and we would play like five on five, but on like seven and a half foot goals. To where like people were just dunking on people left and right. And it was the most fun thing ever. But we would have these dunk contests in which you jump over somebody. Like when you when you jump and you're you're jumping like that, it doesn't take much to get that elevation. And when you watch it in slow mo, I'm not trying. I'm. It's an incredible dunk. It's just there are so many people are saying he didn't use him at all to push off, and that I can't agree with that at all. He clearly used him some to get higher, and that that's okay. He got fifties and he won. That's okay. Do it still. I don't think he. I don't think he. The way that he touched Shaq, I don't know. I don't think that he could get enough grip or enough, you know, like friction to be able to to push himself up. But because you don't. But you don't his, need. He puts it. his hand on his back flat. It's not like he puts his hand on top of his shoulders. It's not like he's pushing down. He puts so, it. Okay, he but puts how it, did Shaq's shirt move down? Because his hand was on it. Yeah, and he's going up at the same time. Exactly. So when your hand is on that and it's pushing the shirt down, you're getting elevation some. Your movement's already going up. It helps you go up. Yeah, but not that much. I mean, the way that that he pushed it. It's not like Dennis with Dwayne Wade. Like some people are tweeting at me and say, "Yeah, well, if that's a push off, Dennis did with Wade." Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, I'm not saying did he didn't. Wade. <laughs> like he was like propelling himself off Wade, and uh, which, uh, yeah, I mean, can you? Okay, let me just say this: If Dennis didn't get traded. And he brought out Wade and dunked over Wade. Oh that would have been one of the top moments of Dallas Mavericks uh, All Star Weekend history. Okay, let's just be honest about and that. Just dunked on him. 
He just said, hey, turn around. He tells him, turn around, and, and then I'm going to jump over you this way and just, like, posters him in the Mavs jersey. We would all just, like, bow down. The slang memes would just, they'd just be too much. It'd be too much. All right, anything else from the dunk contest? Anything else from Saturday night? Anything else I from thought, All-Star Weekend? We're about to wrap All-Star Weekend. I mean, if you had to give it a letter grade, a B minus. The whole weekend? I mean, it was, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I I just want I get super hyped for this weekend, and and that was my whole thing about the Diallo dunk. It was good. It was the dunk of the night, but I feel like people are over hyping it, like it was a Levine, Aaron Gordon type thing. That was an that wasn't an all time like top three or five dunk contest of all time. The, the Levine Gordon thing, and it's like you watch this Diallo thing, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, this is one of the craziest dunk." Like, I mean, I thought it was a really good dunk, but. I thought there were four or five dunks in the Gordon Levine dunk contest that were all better than that dunk. Yeah, so it's I'm just like you. we're just we're just kind of like settling, like okay, this is cool. And I know Joe Joe Harris did great, but I don't know. It was just yeah. I mean, it was cool that was Luca's first All Star weekend, but and Dirk hit his shots. Dirk hitting his shots was like if we didn't have that and Dirk like missed shots, them I'd be like this sucked. But I mean, I give it like a C plus, B minus, okay. I'm not going to oh, well. grade it because I don't have to. But there you go. All-Star Weekend. That's a wrap. That's all we're going to talk about. I'm glad we didn't do podcasts all through the weekend to talk about this stuff. Yes, we literally were debating on it Friday night or Saturday. Like Friday night, we texted. We're like, no, Ben Simmons stole the crap out of Luca, so we're not doing a pod. And then Saturday night, uh, no. <laughs> and uh, If Dennis was still in the Mavericks, we probably would have done one. Because then you, then you had Dirk in the three-point, Luca in the skills, and Dennis in the, the dunk. I mean, we, we would probably have to do one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But he's not, and they have Porzingis. So we'll be back tomorrow focusing more on, man, the rest of the season. Uh, we got a couple of days couple of days break, and then the Mavericks come back. When do they come back, Thursday? No, they actually come back. The, Friday. Most of, them will probably get, uh, most of them will probably get into town on Tuesday night because I'm pretty sure they have practice uh, on Wednesday uh, so they'll probably practice Wednesday and Thursday uh, in the game on Friday against the Nuggets, Them I think, nuts. at home at home in Dallas. Yep, home home against the Nuggets. That's a 7.30 Central Time game, so we'll be talking about that. We've got, we got a couple days, so we'll be coming up with some good topics, some, uh, some longer-term stuff that you guys have been trying to get us to do. So we'll talk. There was different stuff said over all-star weekend and different like report stuff that maybe we can touch on. I know the Durant thing got overblown talking about Dallas and, um, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis talking about his list. And, uh, yeah, there's all that, all kinds of different stuff like that. And that maybe we can talk about and free agency. Oh my gosh, Vooch. We got to talk about Vooch. (laughs) Have we talked about Vooch yet? Oh my gosh, we, guys! I can't I can't describe to you how many people have DM'd us or tweeted us and asked us, "Can you talk about Vooch being a Maverick over the offseason? I'm like, it's just reached a point where now we're just being sarcastic with people, yeah, like, "What? Really? Yeah. What are you talking about?" Anyway, we'll talk about it at some point. We'll talk about it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.